Welcome to Shooting the Frisbees with your hosts, Jake and Randy, discussing all things freestyle frisbee and whatever else that comes up. Welcome to Shooting the Frisbees with Jake and Randy. Hey, Randy, how you doing? Hey, Jake, I'm doing great today. How are you doing? I'm doing wonderful. I'm feeling so satiated after this last FPA Worlds. It was just such a positive, fun experience, and so uh, that gets me really excited for this episode. Yeah, me too, and satiated is a great word. Uh, I also think quality, uh, the quality of play from top to bottom in every division, especially in the finals, was just top notch. So I'm super excited for our episode as well. So we're going to interview all of our newly crowned champs for 2019. So we're going to start off with interviewing our newly crowned 2019 Open Pairs champions, Merdad Hussainian and James Wiseman. Enjoy. So I'm really excited for our next guests on this call. Uh, They are the winners of the Open Pairs division, and they had a near perfect routine with a 29.9 score in execution they dominated the round and i don't know i've heard murmurs that this may have been one of the best open pairs routines of all time so i'm not sure if i can claim that but it was amazing an electric routine to watch it was so exciting and uh, i know these guys worked really hard on it and so i'm very excited to talk to them welcome to the call meredith Husseinian and james wiseman thank you happy to be here yeah. thank you guys as I was saying, your team was amazing. So I want to hear a little bit about how you guys prepared and what was your strategy going into this. Uh, Graf, why don't you start? Um, I think you, you have an advantage when you're the last team to go out. So we kind of looked at the, at the execution score to see how we have to approach it. I didn't watch all of the routines, but I remember before we had to go out, James came over to me and he said, if we hit it, we should we should win it. He was very confident saying that. I was totally lying when I said that. So I had watched <laughs> the team before us, Freddie and and Fabian was it? Yep. And they totally shredded. They totally dominated. They went spin to win. I knew Grab hadn't seen it yet. You know, I've been in this position a lot where I watch all the rounds and I see a team really go off. But I learned a lesson early on from Paul Kenny, which is trust the routine you know when you're playing with someone like Graf, you know if you go out there and hit it you have as good a chance of winning as anybody and i wanted Graf to feel that confidence and not feel like he had to do anything crazy or special and i also felt for better or worse or for whatever reason that i thought we were going to go dropless i mean when we were practicing that day we just couldn't seem to drop it even if we tried and i know we had at least one or two dropless runs and Graf kept looking at me being like did we go dropless And I'd be like, yeah. And he'd say, oh, crap. (laughs) And he'd just throw the disc (laughs) on the ground because we didn't want to jinx it by getting it out in the practice run and not on the field. Wow. Yeah, I was. I, it was really electric, and it was really exciting to watch. And you could feel the tension in the venue as you guys were getting closer and closer to the end. So, were either one of you aware that that was happening in the moment? And and I'll hear from you first, Graf, if that was resonating with you in the moment. Um, I went from block to block from combo to combo and there were like two big blocks that were like the biggest obstacle and after those two big blocks i felt like everything came perfectly together and 
it took me a while to really understand what happened there. Like I was just out there trying to blame the routine. I've kind of visualized being with him in the velo. You know, there's just me, James, and all the concrete and no one else. And we just tried to play that routine down. That's what we luckily did. You guys were so calm, and I bet you were really happy to get that double barrel out of the way and know that all you had to do was bring it home. Is that true? Yes. <laughs> yeah, really cool. So, James, how about you? Did you Were you aware of what was happening in the moment, or you just kind of just super present and just kind of being in the moment? I mean, I, th- I feel like it was both. I knew we were going to go drop us. I'm sorry. I knew from the third move, once we got past that beginning block, it just felt so calm and comfortable and We've done the routine so many times and it just felt so easy. And that's just really the way you want to go in. But one thing I've been working on a lot this year is being present and clearing my mind out and not thinking about anything but what I'm doing and just letting go. And it's been really helpful and it's helped me sort of lock out or block out any distractions. And I also, before every round in the finals, I did this exercise that Daniel Nell taught me early on, which is when when I go out there, I look around, I look at all the people, and I just think these are my friends, and I'm just playing for people who I love, and they love me, and it should be nothing but fun. And and that's what it was. I really wanted to put on a show for the Hall of Famers, and it just felt great. I knew I could trust Graf. I knew he could handle anything that came his way, and we just played together really comfortably, and it was special. Yeah. Watching that routine, it looked so smooth and in control. And yet, if you stopped and put that to, to the side, what they were doing was so difficult and so technical and so consecutive. It was mind-boggling that you could do that and not look out of control. You guys are just amazing. So I, I'm curious about when you're putting the routine together in that context. Are you thinking, we're going to go out there and do the hardest moves we can? Are you thinking, this is just our 80% moves and we're going to keep it under control? What, what was your real strategy for building the routine? I'll say a little bit about that. One thing that was really cool about playing with Graf is everything was an indie, but with just two people, meaning like so many cool things that I really like that I don't see a lot of people do, both Graf and I do. And, and it would just be, oh, like which one of us does which part? You know, it just was super easy to figure out cool ways of taking moves that we both did ourselves and turning them into interesting co ops because. I know he can make that turnover, and I know he can take that turnover. I know he can make that pass, or he can take that pass. So I feel like there was a lot of times where we had some base idea that we wanted to explore, and we just had so many options. We're just sort of sitting there thinking, well, like what would be best for spacing, or what makes sense based on who just caught the desk? And there was really unlimited options. And Grab has such an advanced and unique game, and it was really fun to explore how all these different things he does could be done in a routine, especially when you're indoors, because you can really push the boundaries of what's possible and not worry about a puff of wind throwing it off. Uh, So I felt like it was a real easy routine building experience for us. And it's really fun to be able to play with someone who is pushing the game that far and can really converse with it in such an easy, free-flowing way. Well, wow. and so I'm glad that you brought up the venue because we wanted to ask you guys about that as well and also about the, the routine length because those were two things that were different in this 
FPA worlds versus most of the ones in recent history. Usually it's uh, four minutes and outdoors. This was three minute routines and indoors. So how did you guys experience that? And did that change your strategy coming into this at all? Uh, Graf, we'll start with you. I must say I really enjoyed it. I was one of the guys who wanted to play five minutes. But as I'm getting older and slowly running out of stamina, I'm like, hey, maybe three minutes is the better option in the long run. I know, Randy, you're... You're happy. <laughs> but yeah, it's good. It's really good. It's it's good for your audience. Also, the I like the idea that we have the immediate result of the execution. Uh, good for the, the competitors as well as for, for the audience. They get a taste, they get an idea how it's gonna how how they're gonna finish. You know? So I really enjoyed the three minute version as well as the co-op four minutes. I would still play the four and the five minutes, so don't get me wrong. But yeah, I felt like it's it's good. It makes sense to run a tournament as slick as possible. You know, that was the case. It was a great tournament, great organization. Thanks to you guys. It was a great live stream. You know, my parents at home were watching it. My friends were watching it. You know, all Berlin Gems were watching it. We got a lot of love and support. And in total, I think three minutes and four minutes is is the future choice. And what about you, James? How was your experience of it? It was great. I mean, first, I'll say something about the venue, which you have mentioned. Uh, I know Randy had a role in this. This was a great venue, one of the best venues we've had at Worlds. And it really had a lot of the little details that a lot of players and spectators don't think about. Like it had great internet, it had great storage, it had great equipment around, like chairs and tables. Setup and takedown was a lot easier than it's been in the past. Beautiful quality on the stream because of the internet. And just good gym, good light, good space. The floor didn't get too dusty. I think people like Freddie helped out in keeping it keeping it smooth and clean for the players. Um, so it was a really great venue experience. And we really did seem to draw a little bit of a crowd there, which was super exciting. And on the three-minute front, I thought it was really great. I've kind of been on the shorter routine side of things. I will say, and I'm loath to say it, I was actually surprised at how short it felt. It really did feel like, the routines were short, and sometimes I wanted a little bit more. But on the other hand, it achieved a lot of the goals that I hoped it would. I think execution mattered a little bit more. I think I personally felt the need to step it up in the rounds more because I didn't have time to do a filler move or, or waste any time. I really needed to go out there and start hitting the big moves right away. I think we saw a lot of really polished professional routines and that's not to say we wouldn't have seen that with four or five, but I, I really think you get a better presentation from teams in three minutes. And the rounds flew by. Uh, I didn't feel like I was waiting forever to go out and compete. And I think it was a great package for spectators and for players. And I hope other people will come around to it. Yeah. And uh, so for the folks out there who weren't on site, Graf mentioned the execution scores being live. So Ryan had a TV set up and as the judges were entering their results, the execution scores would come up on the TV so you could see how each team had done in the X category. And I asked him, well, what about the other categories? And he said, which is a good point, the judges can change their scores all the way up until the end. So I don't want to give the audience a score that's eventually going to change. But X usually doesn't change. So he decided to display that. Uh, so that, that was pretty cool to actually go up and see uh, some of the live results. And I think that probably went into your thinking, James, when you were talking to Graf and saying, if we just catch everything, we got this. Because you could look at the other scores and see that no one else had had beaten a nine. 
And and this dovetails into my next question for you guys too. And that's just all about the, the whole packaging of how we present it to the public. Is it what do you guys think about having the awards right after the round went? What did that feel like to you guys? I really liked it and I think it helped create narratives. I think people could get more interested in what was happening and get a better sense of what the next rounds meant. So for instance, you know, I was really hoping to get the sweep. And I think because there were results after every round, people got sort of excited about it. And a lot of people were coming up to me and asking me about it. And I think that's one thing that we could work on as a a sport, because I find when I turn on the Olympics or the X Games or something I don't really follow, usually very quickly, the commentary gets me to the point where I have an interest in certain players or people and what they're trying to do and what they're trying to achieve. And even as a player in the competition, you know, I see a really strong team get knocked out or not or not make first or second. And I think, oh, I wonder how they're going to respond in the next round. And I probably wouldn't be thinking about that if I didn't know for sure what the results were. But uh, it really got me more involved. And I think it got a lot of people who don't follow freestyle more involved. I think that immediate feedback is especially nice for the people who watch the whole round and might not be there in five hours when the tournament ends and they want to know how did people place that I just saw. And having that instant feedback, I think, will really help people connect with what's happening. I know it's a little bit early for you guys to know what you're doing next year, but I'm just curious, what are your plans for open pairs in FPA Worlds in Tel Aviv? We're defending. Oh, yes. I'm so excited. (laughs) Okay. And then uh, the last question is just, is there anything that you would like to add to say to your audience and your fans out there before we say goodbye to you? Uh, And Graf, I'll let you go first. I want to thank the New York guys because I stayed in New York and practiced with James. I want to thank them. I had a great birthday jam. I want to thank Ted and Chrissy. They organized a birthday party. Big thank you. Big thanks to all the New York guys. Big thanks to you guys for the stream, to Ryan for the organization, the Berlin Jammers for the love and support on Telegram chat every day. Congratulations to everyone who who participated, to all the helpers, volunteers, everyone who contributed. It was a great time. I'm looking forward to see you all again. And James, anything you'd like to say? I just want to say it was really great having the Hall of Famers out, and I was really happy with the amount of excitement they showed towards the new players and how the game was evolving. It's really great to see people get back involved in the sport and want to see what's happening and want to see what players are doing now. Uh, and the only other thing I'll say is everybody better watch out because I'm going to be coming in really hot next year and I'm really going to push myself. I'm really going to get back to working hard at this. I'm not playing it safe anymore. I'm going to go big. So. <laughs> Wait a sec, go back to working harder? You mean you were already working hard? That is scary. I fell off this year, but I'm getting back in it. So so Skippy's commentating. I don't know if we use this in the recording, but Skippy's commentating, and I'm listening in, and he says, so Graf is the best European player today. And then he says, and James, he is probably the best player playing today, maybe the best player of all time. Yet he's still really young, so I can't wait to see this guy when he's really good. <laughs> That's nice. I mean, it really means so much to hear that because, you know, I, th- I think there's a lot of sort of make freestyle great again sometimes. And it's really nice when these truly great Hall of Fame players really respect and appreciate what's happening. And of course, we couldn't do what we're doing without them. 
And there's still so many moves from back in the day that, you know, I need to learn that everyone needs to learn and we owe a great debt to them. But I think there's a lot of amazing players right now really pushing the sport. It's good to see everyone getting the respect they deserve because we all are out here trying to continue this tradition and having the support of the Rick Listiglias and Bill Wrights and Larry Imperiales means so much to me and I know all the other young players. So I hope that these players know how much it means to me when they're excited about what we're doing and it really lights the fire to keep playing and playing better. All right, you guys. Well, all I want to do is say thanks for joining us. And uh, again, congratulations on a spectacular run. As Jake said, this will be considered one of the greatest, if not the greatest run that we've had in our sport. So congratulations on uh, being our Open Pairs champion for 2019. And I cannot wait to see what you guys do in Tel Aviv. So thank you both for being here and congrats. Thank you. Thank you, guys. So now we'd like to bring onto the call our mixed pairs champions for 2019 FPA Worlds, James Wiseman and Juliana Corver into the call. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, it was so exciting to watch your run. And, you know, I'm looking at the results right now and you guys made it by point two. It was an incredibly well-played final. I thought the play from top to bottom was incredible in the mixed round and especially the top three teams. And you guys pulled it out. So I'd like to kind of start out by asking you, like, what was your approach to this particular run? And and Juliana, I'll start with you if you want to give some thoughts to that. Well, I I still feel like I'm relatively new and uh, I deferred to James on most of the process and learned an awful lot throughout the whole process. I, I feel so grateful to have been able to work with James. Thankfully, we were able to get together multiple times, even though we live on different coasts. Each time, change things up quite a bit. And um, there was enough time in between our meetings that uh, I feel like I was able to grow into the partner that he needed to me to be at that particular time. James, why don't you talk a little bit about your experience at Frisbeer Cup and sort of your approach, how you changed it coming into Worlds uh, with watching what Eduardo Turi and Maxine Mittenberger were bringing to the table. So could you talk a little bit about that journey and that experience? Yeah, so let me just say first that Edo and Maxine put together one of the best routines I've ever seen in my life. Really amazing routine. Amazing to see that much skill coming out, especially for Maxine, who I know hasn't been playing very long. And they really pushed Juliana and I to work a little bit harder and think a little bit more about our routine. Uh, so we played at Frisbeer and Juliana and I played really great, and it's one of the few times where I feel like I played really well and wasn't able wasn't able to win, and and that was the right answer. I mean, they just had a phenomenal, fantastic routine, and you know, I think for a lot of people in that situation, you're tempted to just do the same thing again and hope for a different result. But as I've talked on this podcast before, I'm really about the growth mindset, and I try to learn a lot from my failures and 
So Julian and I, we talked about it and we went back to the lab. We changed up the music and we pretty much rebuilt the routine. We, we saved maybe a half, half of it and moved the parts around. Uh, but they really pushed us. And that's what I want to see more in this sport. It's really good to have players that are pushing each other to be better. And knowing that their routine was out there, Julian and I worked a lot harder to get ready for Worlds this year. And I'll just say one other thing, which is that this round was so close. Pavel and Emma played amazing. Edo and Maxine played amazing. Any one of those teams could have won. None of those teams winning would have surprised me. I'm super honored to share the podium with them and glad to know that our sport is in a place where teams are dueling it out that hard to to win on such a small margin. It's just really great to see that. And if I can say one more thing, I'm pretty sure everyone knows this right now, but Edo Turi is a monster, and I'm <laughs> so excited he's in our sport. Chomi's been playing, you know, seven years now, but didn't really get onto the comp- competitive scene until maybe three years ago. And since he's come come into the scene, everything's changed. I think everyone's pushing themselves to play better. I know I'm working a lot harder to keep up with him. He's a superstar. He's young. He's hungry. And I cannot wait to see what he's going to do in the future. Obviously, I locked him into a couple contracts to play Worlds with me. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm a buy on Edo Turi. Amazing player. <laughs> Well, also uh, another monster I'm going to say is Juliana Corver. Uh, I think watching you grow and your journey to this point has been nothing but phenomenal, Juliana. And this is your first world title. And to see you go from what was it three years ago? Is that right? Four years. Four years, Four years ago to now making it to the top of the podium has really been incredible to watch. So. I don't know if there are any thoughts or feelings you want to share with us about where you are, where you were, and 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 where you go from here. Well, I, I greatly appreciate that, Randy. And I think it's no secret that, that you are a very big reason as to um, me getting here. Um, had you not asked me to play with you four years ago, um, I wouldn't have worked hard that year. And at the time, I never thought that anything past that I thought oh it'd be fun to go play and I'm going to give it my all but I enjoyed the process so much and seeing the small incremental benefits from the practice just really made me want to do even more on year two and um, I don't know how long this this journey is going to last but I'm still enjoying the ride and I still have an awful lot more that I would like to learn and be able to do and I'm hoping that there are some other disc golfers out there that that see me doing another disc sport and think that maybe maybe there are other disc disciplines that they would enjoy as well. I feel the need to step in and brag a little bit about Juliana. So for anyone who doesn't know or doesn't remember, not only did Juliana just win two freestyle world titles, she has, I think, five disc golf world titles, too many overall titles to count. And I think at this moment, she's the hardest working person in our sport. And it's amazing to see what she's done in four years. It's an extreme pleasure playing with her because she has so much focus and dedication to getting the routine down and learning the things she needs to learn to really just execute it perfectly. You know, not only is Juliana one of the hardest working people in the sport, I feel like I've noticed that she's taken 
a lot of unfair criticism for practicing. And I've seen her post these videos of her working on moves. And there is obviously a lot of positive feedback. But I've seen people who say things like, oh, like drills aren't freestyle. Like you got to work on flow. You got to do this. You got to do that. Juliana keeps doing what she's doing. She's becoming one of the best players in the world. Like kudos to her to uh, doing it the right way. And, you know, freestyle is a process. It's a long, hard slog to get good at it. And it's not always pretty getting there. And I have deep respect for Juliana for putting herself out there, showing the process, showing the behind the scenes to what it takes to become a great player. And I hope other people will learn from that and appreciate that and know that that kind of dedication pays off. That means so much to me, James, and especially coming from you, who um, I believe is the best in the game and will be known as the best to have ever played at some point in the future. Um, I don't really care if people say what I'm doing isn't freestyle. It's not free. It's not um, spontaneous. It's mine. It's the way I like to do things. It's my process. It's it's how I got better in disc golf. It's how I get better in whatever it is I choose to do. Had I gotten those criticisms at 20, it probably would have hurt and maybe I would have stopped. But at my age now, I can handle that. And um, yeah, it's I, that's just the way I do things. Thank you. You know, I will just have to say, I think that's the bane of social media. That That's crazy. There's like that there would be any criticism to the process because we all do the process. I mean, I can't tell you how many hours I put in to doing drills. I sat in my living room on the ground doing body rolls for 20 <laughs> minutes a day for like five years. I mean, that's just what you do to get to a place where you can present something to people. So that's just ridiculous. Those people making comments that somehow that's not an approach that's valid because it's what we all do. You know, I, I didn't go into this thinking I'm going to win a world championship, which I sort of did in disc golf. So my, my process here was actually I wanted to show some of the disc golfers who may have thought that I just stepped off the bus and I was able to do everything in disc golf. Well, that wasn't the case. I wanted to show them me starting something from the beginning. I wanted them to see me fail. I mean, it was I purposely put out stuff where I couldn't get to the to the end of the particular move that I was trying to do. Um, I, I thought that was healthy to show people who might have seen me in a particular light to see me in a different light. So my audience was never intended to be freestylers. It was it was people. It was it was disc golfers. Yeah, well, you guys are the two hardest working freestylers out there. I think you guys both practice and you've talked to me about it. I know that you both practice, practice, practice all the time. And James was already talking about working even harder next year. So for people to think that's not the way to do it, well, look at the results. You guys won and you guys almost swept like Juliana. You got two wins. James, you got two wins. Boom. What else can you, what else can you say to really get into that mode when you're in the jam and you can just flow, you make decisions without really thinking about it, you have to have done all of the practice so that you're not thinking about doing that move. It just flows. The practice is what turns that move from, I need to put my hand here and lift my leg this way and twist my body that way to, I'm going to make the disc go in this pattern. That's what it takes. And like you said, Randy, we've all been there. We practice a lot. If we want to be yeah. good, we practice a lot. Yes, indeed. And, and I'm going to steer this back to your guys' routine. So 
I had several favorite moments of your routine. So one of the things I really liked was actually your beginning and the whole twisted turkey rim thing at the beginning. I thought that was a great way to sort of establish the routine. And then you had a really nice roll sequence too, kind of in the middle. So James, I'll, I'll ask you, did you have a favorite part of the routine or were there favorite parts? I did really like that roll section. It was really fun to work on. It was one of the kind of aspirational sections of the routine. So I think when we first came up with it, it was pretty hard for us to execute. And I knew it was something that was going to push Juliana because she has to do a lot of different kinds of roles off of different kinds of sets. But I knew she could do it and she learned it. And, you know, it's one of those things that you could never do outdoors, you know, unless you know that the wind is going to be perfect or you're indoors. There's just no way you can toss up a a low Z vertical disc high in the air and hope that someone's going to be able to execute a role. So it was really nice to know we were going to be in an environment where we could execute that kind of section. And I was really happy that we hit it in the finals. I think we might have even hit it in both rounds. So that was really great. That's all on Juliana. You know, I'm just I'm just the setter in that. And she really has to take it in and make it work. So great work from uh, her. That's awfully generous of you to say, James. I, I would say that you had more difficulty in that. I just um, was a little bit out of my element to begin with. So I had a little bit farther to go to, to get that section right. So, James, you had mentioned... You had mentioned planning your routine for being indoors uh, and how that affected your approach a little bit. I wanted to talk to you, Juliana, since we talked to James earlier. Um, how did the venue change your approach? And um, just in general, what did you think of the venue for this event? Uh, well, as is evident by many of my videos, um, I do a lot of indoor practice. So the venue suited, suited me well and... Um, maybe gave me a little bit more confidence going into it because I knew that I would have fewer variables to deal with. So um, one of the other things that was uh, unique about this event is that they announced the results immediately after the rounds. And so I wanted to get your guys' thoughts on that. And um, in particular, the one thing that I realized is that by the time Mixed starts, you have already heard that you had won previous rounds and so i wondered if that affected you at all coming into this round did it give you confidence or did it make you worry or uh how was that experience for you um and i'll start with you juliana i am very happy that that the results were known before the next round started um i i mean there was an element of both having more confidence but then also felt um slightly more pressure because now it is possible to get both women to do the sweep, which I very much wanted. And, um, I, but I, I think ultimately, uh, I was able to, to better focus on, on this one, knowing that I've done half of my job and this is all that's left. So put everything I've got into this right now, right here and, um, see how it goes. And James, was that in your head at all coming into this, to this division? Yeah, I actually remember I went up to Juliana and I said something like, all right, like now the hard part, you got to focus because I think it's really easy to relax and rest after a big win like that. But you have to get locked in again and get into that game mode where you're ready to perform again. 
And I think one challenging thing about Worlds, especially if you play in three divisions, is balancing all your different teams and the needs of all your different teams. And it can be a real challenge to give each team the attention that it deserves. And, you know, one thing I'll just say, because it's something I've heard mentioned a lot to me, and I'm sure I've been guilty of this, but for all the men out there, if you say you're going to play mixed pairs, you've got to be focused and ready to play mixed pairs. You can't agree to play worlds with anybody and not give them your full attention. So, you know, you really need to give every team the attention it deserves. And I was really happy that Juliana got locked in and focused again and didn't let a win keep her from coming in with all of her skill and attention to our mixed pairs final. So thank you, Juliana. So uh, before we let you guys go, I just want to see, is there anything that you'd like to say to your friends and your fans out there listening? I'll start with you, James. So, you know, one thing I'd like to say is I had a, a really tough year physically and emotionally, and I think the Jamily played a really big role in keeping me afloat. And I've got a lot more work to do and progress to make, but you know, without this community, I don't really know how I would have gotten through it. And, you know, there's people like, you know, Doug Simon, like, I don't know what I would have done this year without him. And, you know, Ryan flying out to like, make sure I was okay. And people helping me, you know, rehab. And it's just amazing what this community is capable of. We take care of each other in such profound ways. So I'm really grateful to have this in my life. And, just a big thank you to to everyone who's given me this wonderful sport and joy and love. So thank you. And uh, Juliana, anything you'd like to add? Uh, hard to follow that. Um, I'm just simply grateful that that I've found this and um, that I'm able to get the joy out of another sport uh, so completely. I I kind of thought I was done competing. And then sort of fell into the overall and then headfirst fell into freestyle and just very grateful for it all. Well, that's awesome. Thank you both very much for joining us on this call and taking time out of your weekend. I know you may be missing jams right now, so uh, we really appreciate it. And again, congratulations. You guys played amazing and you really earned this win. So very excited to see what you guys do next year. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Yep. Thank you. Okay, I would like to welcome our next guests to the call. They are the winners for the Women's Pairs Division, and uh, one of them, this is their first win, and the other one is their second win. So congratulations, you guys were amazing. Welcome Juliana Corver and Ilka Simone to the call. Thank you very much. Yeah, so, um, Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. I'm so glad to have you guys with us. So uh, I just want to ask, Ilka, I'll start with you. Um, give us some of your initial thoughts on your performance and your experience at Worlds this year. Yeah, we, um, Juliana and me, we already played together at Frisbee and did that routine and really liked it. There were some stuff we felt a little insecure about and we changed it. I think we improved a little bit in this half a year, so we had to try to like <laughs> to play it a little bit slower. And yeah, I'm really happy about Semal. 
Yeah, I was kind of surprised we won the finals in the end because we um, played better in the semis. Yeah, it was really fun, really nice. I'm, I'm super happy. I'm super also super happy about. Um, I already told Juliana that like both of our characters were like in the routine and we took a lot of time to really put it together so that we are both um, feeling super comfortable with it. And yeah, it was super fun. Thanks, Juliana, again. Definitely. Congratulations, Juliana, on your first world title. And uh, maybe you could give us a few of your thoughts now that there's been a few days to let this percolate and kind of settle in and let us know what you're thinking. Uh, well, with regards to the routine, um, I very much agree with what Ilka said. It was just a really fun routine to perform. I think because it was so much fun, it didn't feel like work. I was able to sort of turn off it feels like I turned off the focus and was just able to have fun uh, going into it. I think that we both knew that there was a possibility that we could win, but I don't think we expected the win at all because of the strength of the other teams. And so we just wanted to be able to perform well and give the audience something to enjoy. Yeah. The, after the semis felt great after the finals, a little disappointed in our execution, but still really enjoyed the routine. And then what an incredible surprise and um, joy to be called last in the in the awards. Yeah. yeah, that's a pretty cool moment, especially when you don't, you're not sure, you don't feel like you really closed the door, you know, and you're like, wow, I don't know where this is going to be. So they announce, you know, the podium and there's third and they don't mention your name. And so <laughs> now it's down to second and first. So Ilka, why don't you walk us through that moment for you when they're announcing second and you don't know what's happening? I have to go back a little bit. We missed the players meeting because we were hiding in the secret room in the basement <laughs> um, because we didn't want to like get the beginning of the tournament. We didn't know that the award ceremony was right after we play. At least I didn't know. The whole thing was just crazy because, I mean, I I wasn't prepared for that. They were starting to tell the results. And I was like, okay, what is that? I'm not in the place yet. I'm not prepared for that at all. And then, yeah, and then it became like, okay, now now we are world champions. Uh, what am I, am I going to do with this information? And it was just like too much. So it was <laughs> way too much. <laughs> so people started oh, congratulating awesome. me. I was tired. I was uh, shivering and stuff. So when when like the third person came to me to congratulate, I was just like, okay, I have to go out. I have to go downstairs. I have to leave the room. <laughs> it's just like <laughs> way too much. So, and then I could hardly judge. I'm, I'm glad I had to judge execution because I couldn't have done artistic impression I think <laughs> what am I going to do with this information I love that <laughs> that's great <laughs> so Juliana did you have a, a similar experience or what was that for you when they were announcing well I, I actually did know that they're going to announce the awards right that but we hadn't talked about it you know I haven't been to enough to know whether that's weird or that's normal or, or, or anything like that. So I was, after we were done, I did realize that we're going to know very soon um, what just happened. I don't know. I, I, it's such a different mindset playing a sport where you're not an individual. Uh, so I, I think what I did best this year was chose or said yes to fantastic partners. You know, I, I'm very proud of what we did. But I, I feel like I just stood on the shoulder of giants. Ah, oh, come on. 
<laughs> I was right there when you guys got announced. So I got to I got to witness both of your beings just like kind of sparkle and explode in this. What do I do with this information mode? As Ilga said, that was a cool moment. I just got to say so. Yeah. Uh, so since we're talking about the the awards being announced immediately after Elka, uh, how did you feel about that? Because I don't think that's usually how things go. So it might it was a new experience, kind of. Yeah. And how did you feel about it? Well, I'm not made for that. I think I thought, like for me, it was not a good experience because um, it's way too much emotions. And I mean, I can see why it is done um, for the audience. It can be a nice thing to just get the results and then not to lose them so that don't leave the room. But you never really know what they are going to do. I mean, everyone is different. And if that really keeps them, I don't know, for players, I guess not the best option. Because also, if you have to play in the next round as the first team, which happened um, to people, they don't have the possibility to warm up. Um, it's a super, super emotional moment, like either if you're disappointed because you thought you have won and then you haven't, um, or if you win and there are like all these emotions you can't handle with, um, which happened to me, it's really hard to keep going. I mean, I didn't have to play anymore. It was fine, but it was hard. So I'm not a big supporter of this, of this format, actually. Yep, that makes sense. I totally get how you hear the results, and either way, if you win or you're disappointed, it affects you going forward because those emotions stay with you if you're playing in the next round. That's a lot to to try to put to the side so that you can focus on what you're doing, so I totally get it. I wonder if it might have been different for you, Ilka, if you had known that that was what the format was going to be instead of it just kind of coming out of the blue and you're like, whoa, wait a second. You didn't have a chance to like wrap your brain around the moment. Maybe still, I mean, I, I think not everyone maybe reacts the way I do on things too. I mean, we are all different, but when I look back at other um, award ceremonies where we are all together, where we all come together and really celebrate this award ceremony, that was not the case this time. Like we call, came together for a short period of time and then it's back to business and we have to like become you know, professional judges again, or, you know, like get into the tournament mood again. And I just know not a good format for me. Um, I think organizers of a, of an event have to decide. And as I'm not organizing worlds in the moment, I'm not the one to decide that. But if you ask me, I would say I prefer to have the award money in the very end. Yep, definitely see the pros and cons of, of both ways, for sure. Looking at the results and the judges' sheets, the category that you your team dominated in was the difficulty category. And so I'm wondering if that was something that you had planned for, like trying to put a lot of diff into your routine, or if that just happened. And well, what do you think is different about your guys' play that makes you stand out in that category? Uh, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Ilka, but I think we expected not to have the highest difficulty. And that's kind of why we thought that we may not be able to win this one. I mean, looking back on it, I think maybe our our double disc section where we were passing the disc back, simultaneously passing the disc back and forth, I think maybe that helped us out. And of course, Ilka's signature guide us pull stuff is, is high diff. No, I, I actually thought that that was surprising but 
we I personally didn't watch the other routines either, so I can't judge. I'm just judging on what I expected them to do, not on what they actually did. Me personally, I always want to do something I haven't done yet. I want to show my new stuff. Um, and uh, there are some things I really like to do. And um, I really liked our double disc sequence from last year. So we put that in again. I normally care more about variety and to have some technical stuff in there and to have fun. So I didn't even look at the results. Um, I didn't look at other I didn't look at our routine, only the semis. I'm surprised. I'm still surprised <laughs> we won this. So, I, I, yeah, I'm the same. I would have to look at the others uh, to make up my mind. Um, I like to have a good execution, I think, like everyone, because then you go, come into the flow and it feels good. And, yeah, and I liked our song. So songs are really important to me. So I don't really recall what we talked about during doing the um, routine. We more, I think we more talked about what do you want to do, what do I want to do, um, you know, what do we want to show, and that's what we did. So you guys played in Ternava in Slovakia for 2018. Obviously, you played here in Seattle for 2019. We now get to start focusing on 2020 and Tel Aviv, Israel. I know, obviously, you're still savoring this moment, but are there plans to continue this journey with each other uh, in 2020 in Tel Aviv? Not in 20, but we're going to come back in 21. You're going to bring the band back together in 21, <laughs> take a little hiatus in 2020. Well, That's what are plan. your plans for 2020? I'm going to play with Bar. Um, Bar Bendek. Awesome. Yeah, that's going to be really fun. I can't wait to see. And what about you, Juliana? Do you have 2020 plans? Uh, to be determined. All right. Ooh, <laughs> I know, mysterious. <laughs> no, I, I, I don't have a partner yet. <laughs> you know, you guys, congratulations again on an awesome performance. And it's got to feel great, obviously, to be crowned our champions for 2019. Do you have any final thoughts or highlight or anything that you want to share with the folks out there listening? And uh, maybe we'll start with you, Juliana, if there's anything you want to share. Final well, thoughts. I, I actually want to just thank Ilka for um, believing in me and enjoying the journey and um, being patient. And uh, I, I, it was this Routine was really fun and really easy to put together, and I enjoyed the whole process. And thank you for that. I can give this thank you back, and there's more. Like I said it before, but I put it on the internet so that it's there for forever. Um, I wasn't, I shouldn't have come. I mean, everything went wrong and beforehand, and my flights were canceled. And uh, within 90 minutes, a few bunch of people collected money to get me there. And I think that's something, or I know that is something I will never forget. And this whole journey along the West Coast, all these people I've met who welcomed us in their homes and all the frisbee time and like, be becoming a world champion, playing with you, Randy, playing with Jason Sorky, having my first dropless routine, all of that wouldn't have happened without these people. And I won't call them out because I'm not sure if they want that, um, but I know who you are. And yeah, <laughs> thanks for that. 
I just want to say again, congratulations on being our champs for 2019 and uh, really look forward to seeing what both of you do in the future. And uh, again, thank you for joining us here on Shooting the Frisbees. Thank you. Okay, we're now going to bring in our 2019 co-op champions, Ryan Young, Pavel Baranek, and Dave Schiller. Welcome to the call, you guys. Hello. Well, thanks, thanks Randy. You know, this is crazy. You guys repeated. So you won last year, and now here you are, champs again. And uh, so I want to... I want to start off by asking a question about your approach to this year since you won last year. And actually, I'm going to start with you, uh, chill man, Dave Schiller. I would like to know, did you guys approach this routine different than what you did last year in Slovakia? Or kind of give me a few thoughts about what that process was for you guys. Well, the philosophy that we use on move selection based upon risk assessment, we pretty much followed the same formula since it worked the year before. I think what we did mostly was that since we went from five minutes to four minutes, it's like we crammed five minutes worth of content into a four-minute routine. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. You definitely have to adapt to the the new format. So, Pavel, give me a few of your thoughts that you have after a few days of letting this all sink in that you're world champion again. So what is that like? Well, the feelings are, of course, uh, fantastic. I remember listening to the Kalosura guys uh, when they when you ask the same question to them, and uh, and and I have very similar feelings. You know, the first year was just absolutely incredible. That was just mind blowing, and uh, it was such a strong experience. The this year it wasn't the same. I was still extremely happy and and extremely excited. But the the level of excitement was a little bit lower. You know, it, it wasn't that groundbreaking. Honestly, it was a little bit tricky as well because this year I was part of the committee and I learned the result before the ceremony, which is uh, which is hard. Uh, and and you know, so then like it, it's you're not going through same extremely emotional process uh, as if when you learn it, you know, when the when the results are being announced. So. Yeah, that that changed the experience quite a bit. I oh, have to say. That, that that changes it hugely. Gosh, that's a total different experience than just waiting for the results. Well, I, I have to say that I really like the new format of announcing the results right after. I, at first, I was a little bit worried, you know, or like I was excited to see how it might change approach of different people, you know, because it's a, it's a lot of emotions basically that you go through and right after you need to play again. Uh, right, so so I I wonder like how that will influence players, but I think that it didn't feel it influenced them uh, too much. One thing that I, I I would appreciate though, think, but I think we still should have a ceremony, uh, you know, like similar to to Olympic Games, for example. You learn the results right after, but then you have a little bit later on a beautiful ceremony that really you know captures the moment and and kind of the beauty of uh, of people being announce the world champion. Yeah, you can definitely have both. You can have that immediate results for the audience, which you want to make sure you take care of them because they've just invested time watching, but then you want to bring it back so that all of the whole community and players can enjoy 
the moment together and celebrate together. So it's not just a one-off and done, one and done really quick. So that's a great idea, Pavel. So Pavel, you were on the committee, so you knew the results. And I'm guessing that Ryan, you knew the results because you're the tournament director and also running the judging system. Yeah, I did see the results before anybody else because I have to generate them out of the, the raw. But then it's still like committee has to approve it and everything. So it's not final. So you're not totally when sure. When I saw it and like when it came out, it was very close to scores. So I was just like, I just sent that off to the committee and just like let them take care of it and then stop thinking about it. So you did have a little bit of a sense of surprise when the results were announced. Not Maybe not entirely, but a little bit. So Pavel and Ryan both knew the results. Dave, did you know the results before they were announced as well? Absolutely not. Wow. And with how well, I mean, I have to give a big shout out to Paul, James, and uh, Daniel, who just played a phenomenal routine. If they had won, I wouldn't have been surprised. Murdy, Freddie, and Ado, they had an amazing routine. So I was just like, I was sitting there holding uh, with my arms around these two gentlemen, thinking, well, it could be anywhere from first to fourth, you know? And uh, and it was a great run, and we put our all into it. I'm so proud of how we played and how everybody else played. It was great to be a part of that show. So to actually get this result, with all the hard work we put in, heck yeah, we'll take it. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love that. So there you guys are. You know, you're, you've got your arms around two folks, two guys that know the results, and you don't. You know, just the emotions that got to be running through all three of you has got to be, I mean, that is just rich. I mean. Yeah, I had no clue, Randy. And frankly, when I heard them announcing that the team is the second place, my knees got weak because I just didn't. It was really hard to believe. Wow. I, I saw I could have gone any way, you know. I mean, this is this is apples, oranges, papayas, and mangoes. Yeah, a few pineapples <laughs> as well, right? Yeah. <laughs> sure, sure. So let's bring the focus back to Ryan because I don't think he's gotten a, to answer a direct question. So, Ryan, you were the tournament director. You were also playing in two other divisions, right? Yeah, just open and co-op. Open and co-op. And so then you end up winning co-op, and it's your second win in a row. So how are you able to coordinate and do all of those things together and uh and how does it feel to be successful in running a tournament and winning co-op division i think it just comes down to getting carried by pavel and schiller this year <laughs> the tournament director duties was definitely the first priority <laughs> for this tournament i was like we got to run smoothly it's finals day once i like handed off the judging i was like went over and i was like all right pavel i need to meditate for like two minutes <laughs> and then I just kind of caught my brain down and then after that it was just rely on Pavel and Dave for four minutes. Wow. Well, I have to say that Ryan is incredible because really like the, the, the way he's able to switch from the director mode into like super focused competitor mode is just incredible. Ryan, you, are, you have so much of my respect for that because that's just impressive. And you did a fantastic job of doing that with uh, the one or two minutes of meditation and uh, here is Ryan, the competitor. I couldn't agree more, Pavel. It's just, it's just amazing. He did it last year in Trinava. He did it for his beer. Now he's done it this year. I mean, Ryan, I, I'd like some of that to wear off on me so I could like feel a little bit more comfortable playing at Beach Tyler's. Cause I, I mean, just running Beach Tyler's, I get completely involved in administration and now it's time to play. And it's like, yeah, tournament directors that can do that, I have the deepest respect for that. Bill Wright done it. And it's, it's, it's pretty rare. It could be interesting to actually see like how many tournament directors 
that actually won the tournament for worlds there are because i don't think that there are many so this is your second consecutive co-op win and uh there is no team that has won three consecutive co-op wins and so i'm curious if you guys are going to try to defend your title next year and potentially be the first team to make that happen well i think similar to last year um we haven't talked about it yet <laughs> so we are we are kind of soaking it all in and, and we will make the plans going forward uh in the short future probably that that's pretty cool that you have that three peat dangling out there in case you want to pick that piece of fruit from the tree i mean it's never been done so Definitely. so before we let before we let you guys go do you guys have any final thoughts or moments that you'd like to share uh, you know it can be anything from the routine to whatever happened at the venue and ryan why don't we start with you i'm sure you've got probably a million different feelings and thoughts but anything you can kind of hone in on i guess saying thank you to all the people who helped out with the tournament bob creating all the designs and everything and chris ryan hosting the first party and then getty doing the music dan doing announcing like nutsy helping out with judging really made it a lot easier and allowed me to focus on playing even just the little bits in between thank you to all the helpers Pavel? Yeah, these worlds were very different from, than any other worlds before. And the biggest reason for that was that I was uh, pretty sick most of it. Uh, and uh, so I missed all the social events in the evening and like most of the days as well, because I just came kind of when I had to be there and then went uh, back home to the bed as well. And uh, luckily, my, my health improved uh, quite a lot on Saturday and on Sunday, I actually felt pretty good already. But uh, I also want to say that like the team that we have now with Ryan and Dave, it was incredible because like how we really stick together, how everyone supported me and make sure that I feel well, not only them, but also uh, from outside. But together, it was incredible because especially at the beginning, I really didn't feel well. And, and we were able to be so efficient, you know, within the, the 15 minutes we had to practice, you know, all the way till like Saturday. It was incredible. And, and guys did a fantastic job. Dave went... Uh, last year and this year dropless uh which i think is a is a important mention which is fantastic and his ability to focus i i just had a fantastic time again putting it together you know like for me the time you spend before the tournament is actually something of the most magical parts of, of the of the tournament you know because you spend a weekend or more together putting it together and it's just so much fun and we had again a boot camp in uh, in San Diego. And uh, when I look back uh, on summer, you know, like this is one of my favorite weekends again. Uh, and I had a, such a great time. So I have uh, tons of appreciation for the whole team and, and for each of the person and the role they play in, in making this happen. And I'm really happy that we partner together again. Pavel, I had no idea that you were under the weather. So that even makes this accomplishment that much more. So cool, Dave. So why don't you share some of your thoughts and, and uh, feelings? Absolutely, Randy. Uh, you know, um, I definitely have to uh, relate to uh, uh, what what Ryan said for sure. I I completely uh, I appreciate everyone and all the roles that they played in supporting this tournament. I could tell it was just a fine old machine. The FPA really has their their stuff together in order to make this this show a cohesive uh, a format for us to really showcase our our best play. And Pablo, I have to relate to you because remember last year I was the sick one, and and I was sick on the day of the finals, just finally getting better. And so I can relate what it's like being in the twilight zone and 
not being able to go to the parties and everything. But I just really have to have to comment on how appreciative I am to be a part of such a great group of people and athletes and uh, and the teams that that were on the podium and and, and played well in co-op. I just really can't say enough about the work they put into their routines and the creativity. It, it, it was just absolutely incredible. And I also need to do a tremendous shout out to James Wiseman, who is as hard as everybody's working. James seems to be separating from us with his, his skills and his, his poise under pressure and his play all weekend long was just magical and very inspirational. Thank you, James, for, playing so well i have i have one more thing i would like to share the quality of the live stream was amazing uh and uh and the commentary is fantastic i watched so many I, this year i definitely watched more videos than any other year before uh on on youtube afterwards because i just really enjoyed watching the routines but then also hearing the commentary and different styles of different people uh and the quality of the image and audio, both music and the commentary, was also so much better than, than any other year. And I really, really enjoyed watching it and also sharing it, you know, because like now I felt, you know, like if I share this with other people, this actually looks really professional. Uh, and, uh, and I want to say thanks as well to, to everyone who put tons of effort in making this happen because it, it really helps the sport. Yep. Jake, your effort is just so, so appreciated, my man. Thank you. Yeah. It's a, a ton of work, oh, yeah. but I think we finally are turning a corner where it's starting, where it's looking professional. Like we're a package now and we look like we're real. So guys, just thank you very, very much for joining us and uh, taking some time out of your day. And uh, congratulations again. I really enjoyed the finals. You're right. All the top teams could have won. It was really amazing, but congratulations to you guys because you guys really pulled it off. Uh, it was super fun to watch. Thanks for being here. You're welcome. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Wow. 2019 is in the books. Our champions have been crowned. And now it's time to shift our focus to Tel Aviv, Israel for 2020. We'll savor this for a little bit longer, but... We do now start to think about 2020 and what that brings. And congrats to all of our champs for 2019. Yeah, definitely congrats to the champs and to everyone because the play was just really, really off the charts this year. So uh, congrats to everyone. And uh, yeah, I feel like this year we had one of the best live streams that we've ever had. And so I just want to say thanks to all the people who volunteered to help make that happen. And also a uh, special thanks to all of the, the patrons and the donors because you guys are a big part of what makes it happen as well. And I'm really looking forward to what we're going to do next year. I'm uh, very excited to see what kind of continued improvements we can bring. Hopefully, this helps spread the jam. So if you're out there and you want to be a part of this and you want to support us, please feel free to go up to frisbeeguru.com and click Donate or become a patron. All of your uh, donations go directly to supporting the stream. And so uh, we need your help, definitely. And also, if you want to be updated on what's happening at Frisbee Guru, sign up for the newsletter. It's a weekly newsletter that comes out every Monday, and you won't miss anything, and you can stay in the loop. Again, Jake, what a successful 2019. The live stream was awesome. You were a big part of that. And on that note, I will talk to you next time. Talk to you next time.
Thanks for listening to Shooting the Frisbees with Jake and Randy. To contact us or for more info, check us out at frisbeeguru.com. Home to Haynesville, Shooting the Frisbees, and live streaming freestyle frisbee.